You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. For many years, doctors have received bonuses for adherence to the latest drug therapy protocol. Drugs that are known to be dangerous, such as statins and antidepressants. And now we know that insurance companies are paying doctors to fully vaccinate your children. This incentive program for vaccinating babies can be found in the Blue Cross Blue Shield Doctor Incentives Booklet and specifies that every patient under the age of two that receives the currently prescribed 24 inoculations is worth a $400 payout to that doctor. For further motivation, they get paid by the hundred and they have to vaccinate a certain percentage of their total patients or they don't get anything. Blue Cross Blue Shield say that a doctor needs to vaccinate 63% of their patients in order to qualify. The average American pediatrician has about 1,500 patients and would have to have at least 945 of them fully vaccinated in order to get paid anything. At 40000 for every 100 this works out to $360,000. This is why most pediatricians won't provide care for families who don't completely submit to the latest childhood vaccine protocol. We are talking over a quarter million dollars, which is more than the average pediatrician's yearly salary. Research shows that an unvaccinated child's risk of death increases by over 5,000% when they receive the current vaccine schedule. And doctors are now beginning to use virtual reality to help them administer these poisons to children who instinctively know better. Oi! Você voltou! Você voltou! Nossa, eu não posso acreditar! Ó, oh, primeiro o pólen de gelo. É bem rapidinho. Vem cá, peraí... Mas ó, vamos lá, bem rapidinho. Peraí, deixa eu pegar aqui. Vai, escudinho, vai, escudinho. Funciona, funciona, funciona. Ah, obrigada, obrigada. Caramba, filho, o que, que você acha disso? É a primeira vez que eu vejo em 15 anos da minha atuação profissional com vacinas que a realidade virtual pode transferir a dor e entretenimento. Ele chorou em todas que ele tomou desde que ele nasceu. E dessa vez não. Até achei que ela ia dar um showzinho aqui hoje. Porque quando eu era pequena tinha menos, mas agora não tem mais nada. 
Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Welcome to the American Journal, ladies and gentlemen. I am Chase Geyser, and we are on the air today right out of the gate. We want to say happy birthday, Hillary Clinton. Happy birthday. May God bless you with as many moments of joy as wrinkles on your face, as sins in your past, and as dead people who are acquainted with you. Happy birthday, Hillary Clinton. Make sure you guys visit InfoWarsStore.com. we got so much great news to cover this morning. we got great guests in the third hour. We're going to be taking calls in the second hour. And in the first hour, we're going to cover everything going on. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. We've got the store migrated to our new platform, and we are very excited to share with you all these great products. More products coming in stock, and now BrainForce Plus at 60% off. Is that right? 60% off, Weber, or 40%? Nope, 60% off. That's right. InfoWarsStore.com. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, filling in for Harrison Smith. We'll be hosting The War Room this afternoon. Good things happening. By the way, I just heard a rumor that the deals on InfoWarsStore.com may be changing today. So if you have been putting off procrastinating, taking advantage of some of the existing deals, now might be a great time for you to go to the store and take advantage of those because they may be changing very soon. New report in that Israel is planning to flood Hamas tunnels with nerve gas under U.S. Navy supervision. Those sailors always have been cucks. So they're just going to stand by and watch while the Israelis flood the tunnels with nerve gas. And I understand that Hamas is primarily using those tunnels, so it makes sense that they would want to attack. But obviously, it can be a little bit of a shaky road to go down in terms of the use of chemical weapons. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Harrison actually had a really good tweet about this. He said, oh, I found the weapons of mass destruction. It's a pretty funny tweet that I saw, I think, from last night. Israel is planning to turn Hamas underground tunnels into a gas chamber using internationally banned nerve gas and chemical weapons, according to a report from the Middle East Eye. From the Middle East Eye, quote, Israel-Palestine war. Israel will flood Hamas tunnels with nerve gas under U.S. Navy supervision, end quote. Palestinian resistance groups expect Israel to flood Hamas tunnels with nerve gas and chemical weapons under the surveillance of U.S. Delta Force commandos as part of a surprise attack on the Gaza Strip. A A senior Arab source familiar with the groups told the Middle East Eye. Israel and the U.S. hope to achieve the element of surprise (laughs) too late in order to penetrate Hamas tunnels, rescue an estimated 220 hostages, and kill thousands of soldiers belonging to Hamas's Al-Qasim brigades. The source said in a statement noting that the information comes from a leak originating in the U.S. Middle East Eye cannot independently verify the information in the leak. Plan hinges on the element of surprise so as to decisively win the battle using internationally forbidden gases, particularly nerve gas and chemical weapons. Large quantities of nerve gas would be pumped into the tunnels, the source said. I wonder if this is actually true. It's not that I doubt that something like this would be done, but it just it's so ironic that 
Israel would use nerve gases and turn all these tunnels into essentially gas chambers. It, that it almost just seems too much like propaganda to me that they were just making it up to be trolls. I don't know. Maybe it's going to happen. I don't understand why they don't just flood the tunnels with water. Why do you have to gas everybody out? Why can't you just fill them with water so that everybody just gets out? So we'll see how this plays out. But obviously they've lost the element of surprise in that approach, given that we're talking about it here on InfoWars. Meanwhile, a senator has revealed how the FBI improperly halted investigation into Biden family corruption. Republican Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley announced Wednesday that there is evidence that the FBI and the DOJ attempted to shut down investigative activity into the Biden family and initiated a cover-up of criminal information by labeling it foreign disinformation. We know that for some reason or other, the Secret Service did make an appearance at the gun store where Hunter Biden purchased his firearm illegally by lying on the application, and they did attempt to get that documentation from the store, I believe unsuccessfully. So we already know that the Bidens use the establishment of government, the different apparatuses of government, in order to try to cover up their own crimes. Of course, we know that the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton use the government to spy on Americans, namely political opponents like the Trump administration or the Trump campaign. So not only are they using the government to spy on you, to steal from you, to cheat you, to wrong you, but they're also using the government to cover up all of their own wrongdoing so they can come after you with this virtue signaling, this higher moral ground, this immunity, and have their way with you. Grassley presented the findings in a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Christopher Wray noting that this letter is based on years of investigation, including the provision of information records and allegations from multiple Justice Department whistleblowers. That's like going to Goebbels and saying, I think, um, I think there's some death camps that are killing Jews, guys. It's like they're going to go to Merrick Garland and Director Christopher Wray with these findings in a letter, and they're going to expect some sort of change to happen as if, oh, we told on the boss, and so you better do something about it. Did you know, did you know this was going on? The Senator further noted that the findings indicate there is and has been an effort among certain Justice Department and FBI officials to improperly delay and stop full and complete investigative activity into the Biden family, including but not limited to FD 1023s, referencing the Biden family. As just one initial example, I've been made aware that at one point in time, the FBI maintained over 40 confidential human sources that provided criminal information relating to Joe Biden, James Biden, and Hunter Biden. It's been alleged that the basis for shutting the investigative activity down was an August 2020 assessment, right before Joe was elected. An August 2020 assessment created by FBI Supervisory Intelligence Analyst Brian Otten. Grasley added, further noting, the assessment was used by an FBI headquarters team to improperly discredit negative Hunter Biden information as disinformation and caused investigative activity to cease. So there you have it. They are unraveling the truth here, a truth that has been spoken Not by many 
among our leadership until recently, but by many of us for years and years. There were rumors of this laptop going back maybe even to 2019. I can't remember when the first report was on that. I'm not sure. Do you know, Producer Matt, when the first reporting of the Hunter Biden laptop was that was censored? Was it in the fall of 2020 or was it in late 2019? I know that there was, I know the laptop was provided to leadership during that summer before the election and it's just totally disregarded. But uh, now finally our leadership is saying something about it. The question is whether or not it matters. This information has been public for years and years. I was talking to Jack Maxey two years ago on my podcast about the details of this laptop, a copy of which he has. The work that he's been doing is absolutely amazing on it, sending copies of it to every single senator, every single representative that he can that's on the right committees to investigate this, trying to send it to the FBI, trying to make sure it's backed up on servers, trying to look through the contents, doing everything he possibly can in order to raise awareness about the crimes proven on this laptop committed by not just Hunter Biden and his intemperance, But the proof of the crimes by the Biden crime family as a whole, the proof of abuse within the family, including that of children, we've been talking about this. So I I wonder what a letter to Christopher Wray is going to accomplish. I wonder what a letter to Merrick Garland is going to accomplish when we have an FBI and a DOJ The FBI, of course, being behind the orchestration of things like January 6th. And then the DOJ ensuring that people that weren't even there, in some instances, get over 20 years in prison. Why is it that Owen Schroyer is in prison for the next two months for being at the Capitol, but Hunter Biden isn't in prison for abusing his 12-year-old niece? Why is it that I, who have never met Hunter Biden, in my life, I'm not associated with anyone associated with them. I'm just a random American that had a podcast that wanted to talk about freedom and independence. Why is it that I know that Hunter Biden abused his underage niece? I know it. I'm not making it up. Why do I know it, but nobody at the DOJ does? Why do I know that Hunter Biden was invested in Metabiota? The same year that it got $23.9 million in funding from a DOD contract. But the DOJ doesn't know it. I'm telling you folks, at some point in time, we're going to have to take matters into our own hands. Make sure you stick with us. We'll be back after this break for the next segment. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason we're still on the air. We have three original, one-of-a-kind toothpaste designed by my father, a dentist, at InfoWarsStore.com that don't have fillers, that are filled with high-quality essential oils and more. We have the turmeric toothpaste, we have the ultimate tooth whitening with coral calcium toothpaste, and we have the amazing activated charcoal toothpaste, again, with a whole bunch of key essential oils that are so good, not just for your teeth and your gums, but your whole mouth, your throat, and more. These are really game-changing toothpaste. They're very, very strong. Most over-the-counter toothpaste have fluoride, ours don't. And it doesn't have fillers in it. It is just chock full of incredible things that God gave us through Mother Nature. So it's now back in stock. It became a bestseller. 
The turmeric toothpaste is available again at InfoWorksStore.com. We're selling out of the tooth whitening toothpaste. We've got some of that left. And we also have some of the amazing activated charcoal toothpaste in stock, but it's running out as well. So all three toothpastes in stock for a limited time, InfoWorksStore.com. My fellow patriots, the trifecta has not been in stock for years. Many of these products have been sold out for years, but we've not had all three of them at once together at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. This is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast, but more importantly, experience DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. All three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time at 40% off. It would take me an hour to tell you about what's in DNA Force Plus or Real Red Pill Plus or Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about these products, find out why they're so game-changing, and get yours today. DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, all three back in stock. It's the trifecta sale, 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on air. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser. We'll be taking calls in the next hour, covering news the rest of this hour, and two great guests coming up in the third hour. According to the Wall Street Journal, Hamas fighters trained in Iran before October 7th attacks. I find this highly likely, but now I'm at the point where when I read headlines like this, I just wonder if for some reason they just want us to get to war with Iran. And that's why they say stuff like this. Let's, let's dive in. From Tel Aviv. In the weeks leading up to Hamas's October 7th attacks on Israel, hundreds of the Palestinian Islamist militant group's fighters received specialized combat training in Iran, according to people familiar with intelligence related to the assault. I find this very interesting because isn't one of the problems in the region that the people can't get out? So how is it that they were able to get to Iran? Did Iran just make an exception for this very special operation to train hundreds of people? Or is something else going on? Why isn't Iran taking any of the so-called refugees from the region? Roughly 500 militants from Hamas and an allied group, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, participated in the exercises in September, which were led by officers of the Quds Force the Foreign Operations Arm of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, the people said. Senior Palestinian officials and Iranian Brig- Brigadier General Ezmail Kani, Ka'ani, the head of Quds Force, also attended, they said, more than 1,400 people, mostly civilians, were killed October 7th by Hamas, fighters who poured across the border from the Gaza Strip. Scores of others were kidnapped and taken back to Gaza where they are being held hostage. So... There are new reports then from the Wall Street Journal that the training occurred in Iran, and it seems like we are setting the stage for war in Iran. One of the interesting things about some of the news developments that I saw yesterday is when I saw Speaker Johnson's new acceptance speech, he mentioned the importance of 
power and partnerships and working together in the Indo-Pacific region. And then within like an hour, Joe Biden's Twitter account posted about how Australia is uh, now a more important ally than ever in the Indo-Pacific region. And I haven't really heard the word Indo-Pacific tossed around a lot lately. We talk about the Pacific Theater We talk about different regions, of course, when we're talking about trade or when we're talking about military conflict, but you don't often hear Indo-Pacific thrown around unless you're somebody who specifically is interested in what's going on in the region. And I just thought it was so bizarre that on the day that we get a new Speaker of the House elected by Republicans, he mentions power in the Indo-Pacific region, and then simultaneously the President of the United States emphasizes it in his social media platform. The importance of our allyship with Australia in the Indo-Pacific region. And I wonder if it has to do with the fact that if we go to war with China, it's going to be very important that we're able to launch operations from Australia. Maybe that is the case. Maybe that's what our new Speaker Johnson thinks. I believe one of the first things he said he wanted to do as the Speaker of the House is pass a bill that formally supports Israel. So it seems like what Democrats and rhinos were doing in support of Ukraine is now just going to shift to Israel. And frankly, it's a good strategy for them. It's a really good strategy for them because it's a lot easier for Americans to get behind Israel than it is for Americans on a cultural level to have some sort of like an emotional connection to Nazism in Ukraine. But for those of us who use reason, all this is is a different way for the United States government to tax you, steal your money, spend it, and get the kickback. That's what these wars are always about. It's what they have been about since 1945. Amber alert. Speaking of, I can't believe. Oh, it was a tornado warning? Okay. I just assume it's an Amber Alert since there are so many illegals crossing the border all the time. There's all sorts of kidnappings happening. Sorry about that, folks. It's it's always alarming when you're talking about World War III on Infowars of all places, and then you hear an alarm go off that makes you think that you're about ready to get nuked. (laughs) So uh, Israel, in other news, has agreed to U.S. requests to delay an invasion of Gaza, according to other reports on the Wall Street Journal yesterday. For now, it agreed anyway to a request from the U.S. to delay its expected ground invasion of Gaza so the Pentagon can place air defenses in the region to protect U.S. troops, according to U.S. officials and people familiar with the Israeli planning. So they're not asking them to delay their invasion because they have any hope of any diplomatic solution. They're just saying, hey, wait for us to get there before you start Killing everybody and getting killed by everybody. Obviously, a ground invasion of Gaza is an extremely dangerous situation. If you thought Vietnam was bad, Gaza is like the concrete jungle version of Vietnam. You don't know who the bad guys are, who the good guys are. Is this a civilian? Is this an activist? Is this a radical? And they're not popping out of trees, but they're popping out of destroyed buildings. It's going to be a nightmare for them to go through and and clean up that area, and there are going to be a lot of IDF forces that are killed, and hopefully not any U.S. forces. 
because I don't believe the United States should get involved in any war on behalf of the defense of any nation except its own nation, that of the American people. The Israeli troops did carry out, however, an hours-long ground raid into Gaza before its expected wider incursion. So it looks like it's doing what we did in the Middle East and what we've done in many different military operations. And it's sending a small sort of special forces reconnaissance force in to establish some information, to conduct some operations before the big boys come. The Israeli military video does appear to show tanks in Gaza. From Rafah in the Gaza Strip, Israeli troops and tanks launched an hours-long ground raid into northern Gaza overnight into Thursday, the military said, striking several militant targets in order to prepare the battlefield before a widely expected ground invasion after more than two weeks of devastating airstrikes. Oh, my God. It just seems like everybody in Palestine is going to die. The raid came after the U.N. warned that it's on the verge of running out of fuel in the Gaza Strip, forcing it to sharply curtail relief efforts in the territory, which has also been under a complete siege since Hamas's bloody rampage across southern Israel ignited the war earlier this month. Interesting choice of words. The rising death toll in Gaza, which soared past 7,000 on Thursday... So again, this looks like it's over five times that of the attack that happened on the 7th. Not to mitigate or justify that attack by any means. According to Palestinian officials, these 7,000 deaths is an unprecedented in decades long Israel has been unprecedented in decades long Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Even greater loss of life could come if Israel launches an expected ground offensive aimed at crushing Hamas, which has ruled Gaza since 2007 and survived four previous wars with israel stick with us folks we'll be back right after this break make sure you go to infowarsstore.com check out Brainforce plus it's 60 percent off this sale is going to end like any minute so if you've been thinking about getting this i highly recommend that you hop on now at infowarsstore.com and get your Brainforce plus at 60 percent off we'll be right back most powerful InfoWars Life Formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 50% off in our flash sale. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your berry DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologus roots, rhodiola roots, and an array of even more incredible anti antioxidants, and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 50% off or for 35% off. Grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and Body's Whole Support. Better hurry though because these sales will be over in a flash at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. 
Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. The remainder of the year, well, he is hosting the War Room in the afternoon. Until Owen returns from his long-awaited imprisonment. More war rhetoric from Israel. Netanyahu says, We are the people of the light. They are the people of darkness. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said Wednesday that Jews are the people of the light and Palestinians are the people of darkness and promised to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah through his war in Gaza. Now, we can debate all day about how religious Bibi Netanyahu is, whether he's a religious sort of zealot, whether he is actually somebody who believes in the theology of Judaism, or whether or not he is like all other politicians who often use religious rhetoric in order to steer popular perspective rather than because of actual conviction. But it seems to me that when you're quoting the book of Isaiah, you're not actually speaking to a Jewish population so much as you are speaking to an American right-wing evangelical population. I think he knows who his audience is when he says things like that. I think he, knew, he knows who follows him, who listens to him. The Israeli military, the IDF, as I understand it, is largely quite secular. So he's not inspiring the troops by calling on the prophet Isaiah. This type of rhetoric is rhetoric that's used in order to inspire support from evangelical Christians. He is trying to get right-wing evangelical Christians on his side to ensure the longevity and consistency and reliability of a U.S. government sponsorship of whatever war or conflict he wants to engage in. And I'm sure he would love for the United States to send its own military to the area, not just aircraft carriers or Air Force and other by other means, but I'm sure he would love it if we would support this invasion with our own boots on the ground. But at least, if we're not going to do that, at least he knows he needs to at least get as much monetary support as possible, as much supplies as possible, as much consulting, intelligence Technology is possible from the United States for the foreseeable future. So this is a campaign for the mind of conservative Americans, of right-wing Americans, in my opinion, not a campaign to inspire the people of Israel. Quote, we all will have to provide answers to what happened on October 7th, myself included, but only after the war. He continued. (laughs) It's like finding out, hey, There weren't any weapons of mass destruction, but nobody's going to be held accountable for this. We'll talk about it after we're done here. It is now a time to come together for one purpose, to storm ahead and achieve victory with joint forces in a profound belief in our justice, a profound belief in the eternity of the Jewish people. We shall realize the prophecy of Isaiah. He's talking about going forward with our joint forces after he calls upon Isaiah, as the prophet who prophesied what is to come at his behest, at Netanyahu's hands, 
which is another level of megalomania in my opinion. There will no longer be stealing at your borders and your gates will be of glory. Together we will fight together. We will win. Netanyahu said in the same speech that all Hamas activists must die, including those outside of Gaza. All Hamas activists must die above the ground, beneath the ground, inside Gaza and outside of Gaza from the river to the sea, sounds like, right? We are rallying the support of world leaders to support our campaign. Matt, if you could look up, Tim Dillon just came out with a hilarious Pizza Hut video that's a play on this. If you could find that, I want to run that during the show today. I meant to send it to you last night when I saw it. But it's just reminding me, hearing this from Netanyahu, it's reminding me of that video. So it looks like what's happening in Israel is not just about a conflict between some terrorists in Gaza and the government of Israel. It looks like this conflict is being branded as an entire regional issue, and it looks like this is a formal war being declared by Israel on an entire political party or political persuasion, where every member of this party or persuasion, which I also believe is a terrorist group, must die, according to Netanyahu, even those who have not yet committed any crimes. Anyone who supports Hamas must die. And not only that, but the United States is being pitched or asked or persuaded or inspired to be the other end of this joint operation. Israel wants us to get as involved as possible in the region because it knows the more that we are involved, the less vulnerable they are. And Bibi Netanyahu knows that in order to secure support among his own people and simultaneously quash the threat of radicals in the neighboring regions, this terrorist attack must catalyze and garner international support around his objective of eliminating everyone in Palestine, whether it's the West Bank or in Gaza, from the river to the sea. Let's go ahead and run this Tim Dillon clip. Here at Pizza Hut, we know what it's like to be the underdog. We know what it's like to keep losing ground. And most of all, Pizza Hut knows what it's like to want a bigger piece of the pie. That's why here at Pizza Hut, we're now offering halal options. We believe that everybody has the right of return to great pizza. And just in case you're still confused, Pizza Hut stands with Hamas. From the river to the sea to the cheese. <laughs> no one out pizzas Hamas. <laughs> I love Tim Dillon. Man, that guy is so funny. Had you guys seen that before? Any of you back there? I saw that last night, and the first thing I did was send it, send it to my wife in Harrison. <laughs> From the river to the sea to the cheese, Tucker Carlson is warning now that a really dramatic and abrupt change is coming. Of course, this is something that's ambiguous, but when Tucker, someone who's very credible, very specific, very sharp, begins to say some of the things that, I don't know, maybe we on this network have been saying, and then... 
it really reinforces that maybe we've been right about this fourth turning, about this next coming of Great War. In a speech at the Daily Caller News Foundation Gala this week, Tucker Carlson warned that abrupt change is coming for Americans, and many can feel it, giving them pause to consider the end times. If something really dramatic in your country happens, like young people can't, I don't know, get married, you know, or buy houses or have any hope for a future that approaches, you know, the middle class upbringing they had, then you've got a huge problem and someone should be responding to that, Carlson urged. He added, and if your economy is like on the brink of collapse, you know, if your country is literally bankrupt, I hope someone would say that. When every person, 350 million Americans, everyone regardless of political affiliation, can feel that something bad's coming, everybody knows that. I mean, if you've been to church once in the last year, have you thought about the end times recently? Yes, you have. Because you can feel that abrupt change is coming, and that's very disconcerting. He's right. It's called the zeitgeist. It's a German word for the spirit of the times or the ghost of time. And everybody can feel in their bones that something is deeply wrong. And it's why people are breaking up with their friends. It's why this country is at each other's necks. Because we're trying to figure out who is behind the end times that are coming. More on that in the next segment. Visit InfoWarsStore.com. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book... We give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man. But I'm not just a man. Just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. People running a country is to look out for the people in that country, period. That's always true. And it doesn't mean they can't help other people or whatever, but if they pay no attention whatsoever, 
And in a moment when every person, 350 million Americans, everyone, regardless of political affiliation, can feel that something bad's coming, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. I mean, if you've been to church once in the last year, have you thought about the end times recently? Yes, you have. Whether I'm serious. Because you can feel that abrupt change is coming, and that's very disconcerting. And so rather than reassure people that, you know, we kind of got your back a little bit, by the way, we're going to spend $100 billion on other people? Oh, and the border security part is purely designed to make it easier for more people to come here illegitimately. That's freaking scary, okay? So I don't have TV at home, and I don't watch TV. We haven't in years, because my wife is fiercely opposed to television. But obviously, I have some familiarity with the genre. So I'm thinking to myself, the other day I was like, I wonder what they're saying about this on TV, but I'm just being honest, I have no way really of knowing. So today, I'm today, this afternoon, 2 o'clock this afternoon, I'm in the hospital visiting a very sick relative, and in the room, and I'm very focused on this, and it's you know, a drama familiar to everyone who has a family, and, and these are the saddest moments in your life, but I'm sitting there, and the TV is cranked way up because it's a facility for older people and no one can hear well, so when they watch TV, it's like, bam, it's loud! And it's a channel that I'm familiar with. I guess I'm familiar with all of them, um, having worked at all of them, and admit I've been fired from all of them. But, um, <laughs> but this is one I know well. And, and I'm thinking, well, I wonder what they're saying about all this. You know, because their job is to be, you know, opposed to this. And they take the White House briefing. And the White House briefing is just a humiliation exercise because it's administered by the dumbest person in public life. Like, so dumb, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm not being mean. I feel sorry for her. By the way, intelligence is not a moral category. My dogs are dumb and I love them. So I'm not sort of judging her, but I'm just saying, as, you know, this is like a mouth breather, okay? And her, the whole point of her being the White House spokesmoron is to tell you that the people in charge have no respect for you, so we're going to put the dumbest possible person we can up there. And she's prattling on about Iran. And I'm just waiting for her. Like, she doesn't know Iran from Innsbruck, okay? She has no idea what she's talking about, right? And I'm literally waiting for her to say, you know, to attack Saddam Hussein, the president of Iran, okay? Because literally her shallowness has no bottom. It's like a Zen cone that's almost like a Kamala Harris line, actually. But anyway, and then they come back, and they're totally taking her seriously, and then the oiliest fake admiral spokesman who've ever commanded a ship can't run, literally can't run a Boston whaler. He's been a flack his whole life, admiral. He's a liar, and I know him personally. He's a liar, and everyone who's dealt with him knows he's a liar. And they're like, well, he says this. And the upshot is, we've got to attack Iran. Now, I'm thinking to myself, I, you know, I have no love for Iran, and I can certainly see why people want to attack Iran. All I'm asking is, just to put one person on TV to point out that there are consequences to the United States that may not be entirely positive to doing this. That maybe another moral victory, and we've won a lot of those recently. I don't know, are you guys sick of winning moral victories? We've won a lot of important moral victories. I interviewed someone the other day, a major political figure from the UK, and he's like, well, we've let all these refugees in, and, and it's really been a great moral victory. And I was like, I was just in your country, and it's garbage. I mean, it smells, and it's pathetic. And, like, do you think that I know you're psyched about your moral victory. You're good people. You're, trust me, you're good Anglicans. I'm really so impressed by you morally, but like, has there been a downside in real terms? And he's like, oh, I can't answer that question. Not allowed. So anyway, I just wanted someone 
to stand up and ask the obvious question. I'm not ar- even arguing against a war with Iran. I'm merely saying there are consequences to doing that. One is we can't win it, probably, with the, with the defense uh, that we have currently. I think that's fair. Um, but even if we could, I mean, what would happen if they mined the Straits of Hormuz? You know, I'm no energy expert, but I think that we would have an immediate energy shock that would send our country into an economic spiral. Within he's absolutely hours. right about that. Okay. Go ahead. That's enough of that clip for today. But fascinating to see Tucker in his element. And one of the things that's most fascinating to me about Tucker is the juxtaposition of his on-air personality versus who he really is now. I didn't notice it until I saw him on that Full Send podcast uh, a few months before he was fired from Fox. And I'm not saying at all that he was disingenuine uh, when he was on Fox. I think he was him, but he was the Fox version of him, right? He he was going to use the language that Fox wanted him to use. He wasn't going to say certain things. He was going to avoid certain topics if he needed to. He was never going to lie to you. Absolutely not, at least not intentionally. But he was an employee. So what we've seen with Tucker, in my opinion, is the difference between an employee and a CEO or a small business owner. There's the type of person who's working for somebody else. And to be a great employee, you have to follow rules. You have to get in line. And to be a great small business owner, you can't follow rules and you can't get in line. You have to break barriers and do things like that. And so we have this Tucker now that's going out and he's giving speeches and he's interviewing the people that he really wants to interview and talking to the people that he really wanted to talk to. And he's saying the things that he really wanted to say, but he just couldn't within the bounds of the Fox News Network mainstream media outlet, legacy media, corporate media, dead media made and produced by dying people, for dying people, at full volume in every hospital in America, (laughs) as he said. And now we see the real reasoning, the real truth of the matter. And he's right. We are a country that has compromised all reason, all logic, all best intentions, all competency, we've sold them out for political gain. It doesn't matter that Karine Jean-Pierre is retarded because what we need to do is we need to indicate to the American people, to the Democratic people, that we are willing to have a lesbian of color do that role. And I don't have a problem at all with black people or lesbians. I do have a problem with people being hired because of their race and because of their sexuality. What I'm advocating for is that we not be a racist country, that we not be a sexist country, and if you're hiring somebody because they're a black lesbian, you're a racist. I'm just, it's the fact of the matter. She was hired because the Biden administration is racist and it's using racism in order to virtue signal, ironically, that it's not racist. It's being racist in order to appear like it's anti-racist. Because after all, that's what anti-racism is. It's racist. So when you hire somebody for a really, really important job, whether it's to be a general or a captain in the military, or whether it's to be the press secretary, or whether it's to be the secretary of health, and you're hiring them based off of their political identity, regardless of their competency, how good they are at actually doing the job, 
That's incredibly problematic. And it's just a manifestation of the mentality of the political class to sell out all that's in the best interest of America in exchange for their own personal political gain. It's good for Joe Biden to make these decisions, even though it's bad for America. But since Joe Biden cares more about Joe Biden, he'll harm America. It's that simple. And the even greater problem of decisions like this is that it it invokes such a bitterness in those who see it for what it is that when the inevitable collapse of our infrastructure comes as a result of these terrible decisions – this totally incompetent regime and regime after regime of incompetence, when the collapse happens and awakened Americans take the country back, we will have become so embittered that I'm afraid we're going to do the wrong thing in response. We're going to be so mad at all we've struggled through, all we've suffered at our friends going to prison, at the IRS sending us letters, at threats and accusations of racism and bigotry and radicalism, at patriotism being called domestic terrorism, we're going to be so angry with these people that when we have them under our boot, we're going to want to crush their skull. And I hope to God that we have some temperance when the day comes that we take this country back because I don't want to see what what happened in the 30s in Germany happen in this country. I don't want to see innocent people blamed for the ails of political victors. And I don't want to see an even greater injustice done in response because politics is like a water faucet and that you turn it on to get the shower hot and it's too hot and you turn it the other way and then now it's too cold and you always go too far the other direction in compensation until you get the temperature right. And if they're hitting us with this swing, imagine what the swing back's going to look like, guys. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539, 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. Call us in the next hour. Omega-3 fatty acids are needed for optimal strength, and they can only be obtained through diet. They can be found in grass-fed beef, which is why the ruling class is trying to ban it. And they can be found in fish which are arguably the best source of omega-3s. But the problem today is finding fish without a high mercury content. Your best option is our ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil at InfoWarsStore.com. Omega-3 fatty acids are essential for both our neurological and cardiovascular systems, our brain and our heart. They improve mood, mental clarity, and immune function. Get your essential omega-3 fatty acids from the best sources available. Ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil. Get some today at InfoWarsStore.com. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at Band.Video. the American Journal, folks. Happy birthday, Hillary Clinton. We love you. 
Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. That's 877-789-2539. We're going to be taking calls this hour. Let's hear first from Johnny in Denmark. Johnny, what is on your mind? Oh, hi, Chase. Um, and congratulations on hitting another Grand Slam on your show yesterday. Um, it's not easy hitting a Grand Slam yeah, on a three-hour show. I mean, Kate Daly does it, but she's only on for one hour once a week. Uh, doing it on a <laughs> for three hours uh, daily is uh, is quite an achievement. So oh, kudos you. to you for that. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, it kind of reminds you when Chris Rock was uh, was, was, uh, was actually... Uh, Kind of trying to downplay someone having called him the funniest man in the world, and he said, "Look, anyone who thinks I'm the funniest man in the world um, has to think about the fact that you know I I go into production for years just to be funny for you know one hour or two. Yeah. Howard yeah. Stern is on four hours a day. He's hilarious." <laughs> but anyway, I think um, almost everybody um, is not focused enough on the integrity of the election because, in my sincere opinion, and this is very personally based, um, this is something I've lived. Um, Trump uh, won 500, all 50 states, the only region he lost in the Electoral College in the last election, um, in my opinion, um, was uh, Washington, D.C. How do I know this? Well, I mean, this is just like a big elephant. You think he won Hawaii? He was literally... Uh, yes, I do. Uh, here's, the reason, here's the reason why. Um, almost everywhere, he was outnumbering Biden literally more than 10,000 to one. The vast majority of Biden's rallies had to be canceled because there was insufficient attendance. There was actually one where 50 people showed up, but I think you know where this is going. They were actually Trump critics uh, of Biden. Um, so when you're outnumbering someone 10,000 to one, and here's, here's my point, the largest electoral um, victory in U.S. presidential election history was in 1984, and I remember it very well. It was uh, Reagan uh, versus Mondale. And there was true enthusiasm for Mondale, uh, even though he only won 13 electoral votes. Uh, and I guarantee you, he was way more popular in 1984 than Biden was in 2020. Um, so uh, I, I didn't know anybody who was enthusiastic about Biden. And the result of that is even people who didn't like Trump, pretty much the worst they would do is not vote at all. They wouldn't, they wouldn't consider it worth their time to cancel their bowling plans or dinner plans or date or whatever to go vote for them. Um, so I, I, th- I think, you know, real attention has to be, and whether it was 535 or, you know, 525 or whatever, but honestly, if God came down right now and said, free shot at a million dollars, Johnny Boy, how many, tr- if I were counting the votes, I, God, uh, how many did Trump get? The I response to that question is a million dollars isn't what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. But, but you gotta, you gotta take. But the response to that is, you gotta take what God gives you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, no, I, I take your point, and I appreciate your call. And I do think that it's very likely that Trump actually won the election. I, I haven't hyper looked into the issue because it's so hard to find accurate information from either side. Because there are dumb people on both sides making claims. But if I had to guess, I would say that in the swing states and key cities, they waited to find out how many fake votes they needed at the end of the election day. And they reran Democratic ballots multiple times through the machines that counted them more than once. That would be my guess. But I don't know. It's just my intuition from the gut. But I also know that it was a completely unprecedented time. It was a pandemic. And 
I don't believe that anybody voted for Joe Biden. I can't believe that anybody in America actually voted for Joe Biden. But I can believe that a lot of leftists out of their hate for Trump voted against Donald Trump, which just happened to have Joe Biden's name next to it in order to do that. But nobody in this country voted for Joe Biden. They either voted for Donald Trump or against Donald Trump. And it's going to be the same again in this next cycle. Stay with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. Call us the rest of this hour and one or two guests in the next hour. Let's hear what you think about everything going on in America today. Join Chase Geyser in the American Journal, the melting pot of America's diverse voices on InfoWars. the American Journal. Folks, I am Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith. We will be taking calls this hour. Calls placed to 877-789-ALEX. That's 877-789-2539. Next up, Jeffrey from Sacramento. Jeffrey, what's on your mind? Hey, Chase. I just want to tell you that I think you're doing a marvelous job filling in. Um, I love to hear the base conversation that's going on today. Thank you, sir. Um, obviously, you're you're right on target. Um, and I was bringing light to the fact that you mentioned something that I've been talking about for a while now, which is, I think we're right about 1925, 1930 Germany, and uh, we're headed in the direction that I don't think a lot of these leftists are really aware of, that the pendulum will swing back rather hard. And, you know, they're always talking about Nazis this and Nazis that. Well, when I saw Trump running and when he was running, I didn't see Nazis anywhere. And now you can see Nazis in the street, okay? And they're out protesting. They're they're everywhere. Where are you and seeing, not are you seeing Nazis in Sacramento? Well, I see Nazis all across America. I mean, you've got some some guys that are out the Blood Tribe. You got the GDL. You've got these guys that are active. You have a lot of groups. Even these uh, leftists that are coming out is open. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're per se the typical Nazi. But when you see them talking about exterminating entire races of people, they may not necessarily yeah, not be talking necessarily about... necessarily anti-Semitic like the Nazis were, but they invoked the same tactics. Yes, and when you think about it, it's like the more that you push somebody a certain direction, the further that they're going to go. And they always talked about the MAGA supporters and the Trump supporters as being Nazis, but now that Trump's not in office, <laughs> I truly see the Nazis they were claiming were out during the Trump era... And they're in Congress, they're in the streets, they're in Chicago. And so, yeah, I feel like you brought a really good point to saying that we are in the early you know, 30s of Germany, and that there might be a rather hard swing if they're not careful. If they keep pushing, it may not be the same response um, in terms of political ideology, but you will see a response of like, Nighttime buildings being torched and Dude, let me put it to you like this, man. Look at the similarities. So 1929 was the major stock market crash. It had global implications. By 1930, I think unemployment in Germany was 30%. We're not there yet, but we are in that sort of 20s inflationary period, right before this hyperinflation, right? But look at what happened with the Nazis versus what's happening in this country from a historical standpoint. 
They had like a mini insurrection that wasn't really an insurrection, but kind of was. It was pitched as one. And a bunch of them got yep. arrested and put in prison, like the Proud Boys. And yep. you got to keep in mind that, <laughs> yep. that the Proud Boys versus Antifa stuff that we're seeing in the streets is exactly what was going on between the Nazis and the communists while the Nazi party was growing. you got to keep in mind, but by the end of the 20s, only one in 40 Germans was actually a Nazi. It was a small fringe side party because Germany had a bunch of parties. And when you see Nazis and communists fighting like they were in the 20s, when you see this sort of proud boy nationalist movement versus this Antifa leftist Marxist movement, it's not race-related like it was in Germany between you know the German Aryans and then the Jews. They made it about race, but it's about ideology now. It's the same exact dynamic, though. And then the establishment politicians who are trying to be politically correct are having the right-wingers arrested like they were having the Nazis arrested, and it's only building support for them. And then when everything collapses, everybody's going to point at the establishment political structure and the right-wingers that have been imprisoned are going to be the heroes of the nation. 100%. Just That's like exactly what Adolf I'm Hitler saying. was yep. with Mein Kampf. That's why we have yep. to make sure we don't become Nazi-esque because we're going to take this whole country back and they're not going to be able to do anything about it and we're going to be able to do anything to them without any consequences regardless of how immoral. Sorry, Correct. I'm just, and I'm just glad yeah, that you sorry. brought that up. And so thank you for your time. Yeah, thank I you. appreciate what you're doing. And uh, shout out to gtbflyers.com. Amen, man. Thanks so much for your call. I appreciate you. Thanks for being a listener, too. It really means a lot to us. James in Oregon. James, what's on your mind? You keep talking about how uh, we're going to need to be uh, kinder to our enemies in this. And I don't mean kinder, I'm wondering man. About- I don't mean kinder. I just mean that we're going to have to make sure we don't do anything unjust. Yeah, and I just want to see it be like an actual jury trial. We follow the Constitution mm-hmm. to see that we see Nuremberg through, and for all the people that have lost their lives due to these COVID shots and yeah. biological warfare happening, that you know they actually get their penance. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I've been argu- we've obviously been arguing about this Israeli-Palestinian conflict too. And one of the points that I made is like, even the even the Nazis were given a trial at the end of the war. But there's not a whole lot of trials going on in this conflict. Like, obviously, a terrorist that attack happened on Israel on October 7th. But, like, rather than bomb the entire region, can't they just, like, go in and make arrests and put people on trial? <laughs> like, it, isn't there you a way? I think that they would charge the criminals and war crimes for their crimes. But <laughs> right. it seems like they want to blame entire countries for the crimes of a few people. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I appreciate your take. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Let's hear from Nathaniel in Rhode Island. Nathaniel, what's on your mind? Hey, Chase. Um, first, I just want to thank you and all the InfoWars crew. You guys are great. I love you guys. Thank I listen you. every day. Uh, let's keep praying for Owen. And I did want to talk about something, uh, CBD oil, the Rebel Zen CBD oil. Um, I think it would be great if you guys would have uh, an in-depth discussion on things like the pineal gland, and uh, substances in general, because I have been experimenting with the Rebel Zen CBD oil, and I took probably what people would say was too much of it. And I'm not gonna. <laughs> I I I, uh, I, I want to be honest, man. Are you okay? I was I'm doing fine. Um, I was experimenting with it, and I had some moments that were very intense and very what some might call psychedelic. And so 
I am a Christian, and I, I don't want to get involved with sorcery or witchcraft, but I like Rebel Zen CBD oil. But if and, you do, um, make sure you get the CBD oil and take 10 times the recommended <laughs> dose. <laughs> I, I, like, I took like 13 squirts recently, and um, so I've been saying, like, I just think it'd be great if you and Alex and other people would have an in-depth conversation about the pineal gland and, like, the spiritual realm and substances, because I think a lot of Christians would say, don't do drugs. And I understand, like, I don't want to do drugs, but cannabis is a plant, and what's wrong with ingesting the oil from, you know, the hemp plant. And so I just think that maybe there's some power in like, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a heretic, but like, yeah, I know know what you mean. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any THC or anything like that. I don't think there's any psychoactive ingredients in any of our products. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure about this. I'm, I'm, I wonder if what you experienced might've been a little bit of a placebo effect, but I'm not an expert, so I can't say, and and I'm not, I'm certainly not saying that you're full, full of crap or anything. I'm not trying to insult you or anything, but I'm, (laughs) I'm just, I'm skeptical about whether or not this product can actually achieve some of the symptoms that you're describing or whether maybe there's something else involved. Um, but I appreciate your call uh, about that. And I, I think it's interesting. I, for one, I, I have experimented with psychedelics. I took psychedelic mushrooms years ago and had a weird experience like that where I saw a symbol being drawn on the wall and some hallucination I was having. I looked up the symbol the next day and it was the Zoroastrian symbol for spirit guide. And that was when I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to mess with this stuff anymore. So it was a fun experience. But uh, I think that there is a better path to God, a very coherent, cognitive reasonable path to God. You don't need to take drugs to achieve a heightened sense of awareness, I don't think. It's sort of like a shortcut. It's like a cheat code. And from my experience in life, in all facets, shortcuts wind up taking longer than the harder path, but the more thorough, correct path. Make sure you guys call in 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. And before we cut to break, go to InfoWarsStore.com. Check out BrainForce Plus at 60% off. You will not hallucinate on this drug, but it will help you with things like focus, energy, memory skills. There's great ingredients in this product. I take BrainForce Plus almost every day, certainly every day that I'm working. I've noticed a marked difference in my state of mind while using this product. InfoWarsStore.com. The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers. 
that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser taking calls the rest of this hour. 877 789 Visitors to the EU will soon face fingerprinting and facial scans. We covered the news earlier this week that there was going to be increase in biometric scanning and things of that nature for travelers in many countries visiting Europe. And it seems to me that this might be in preparation of an anticipation that there's going to be World War III. A significant shift is looming in the way American citizens will be allowed to enter a large majority of European nations. The European Travel Information and Authorization System, ETIAS, an arm of the European Union, has unveiled its plans to implement a system in the spring of 25, requiring Americans to secure prior approval for travel up to 90 days in any of the 30 EU countries. Just a little reminder that World War III is on the way. In the meantime, let's talk with Shad in South Dakota. Shad, are you there? Chase? Yes, sir. How are you? Chase Geyser. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm here. Hey, I, I appreciate your your historical analogy, and I'm I'm always you know always good to hear young people talk about history and sure, thank you. Um, try to incorporate try to incorporate that into a cohesive uh, view of the present. But I, I just have to take exception with just a portion of the characterization. Sure. Um, in the in the analogy, we're not the we are not the Nazis. <laughs> Well, and, I'm, and even, I'm not saying Nazi there, there in like the be, Nazi not, sense. I'm saying like me, nationalist me, populist, me, but I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Let me, let me finish. Okay. The, we, and what, what's happening, this is the installation of a Soviet autocracy, and, and the, the takeover's already happened. And in this, in this paradigm, there will, not be a swing, there will not be any kind of a political swing back. There, that, that's what they, they're in the process in 2020. Uh, 2020 was the sort of the apotheosis of that. They've, they've already accomplished the takeover, and they've sealed off all the exits to any kind of a swing back politically. Um, so yeah. there, there isn't going to be, there isn't going to be a swing back uh, to, the, to the right. The Nazis are already in control. We're, we're the Jews. MAGA populists, MAGA populists and nationalists are the Jews in this analogy. And they have laid every groundwork, and they're, they've, they've already put together the, you know, the psychonarrative, the, the, uh, uh, the psych- psychological operations, to basically justify, and what we're watching in, in uh, Israel and Palestine plays into this too. They're, they're laying the they're laying the narrative for the the genociding of troublesome populations, and so in the same way, in the same thing that you know it's happening to Hamas and Hezbollah, um, and to the Palestinian people in the name of Hamas and Hezbollah, we're going to get false flagged in the same way. That's going to be blamed on Nazis 
as they continue to characterize us as that. And then they'll use that as the, as the justification for the, um, either the just wholesale gulagging of our population or, and or the extermination, whichever, whichever. You know, Brzezinski's already said it's easier to kill a million people than to, than to uh, control a million people. And so it's, it's, probably, it's probably the latter. But all the breadcrumbs are being laid. But the, the, the takeovers already happened. But there's not going to be a swing back to the right. That's not, that's not going to happen. And our side is played by every rule. We have, we have abided by every due process. We've, we've stood on every moral virtue. And the other side is played by no rules. And they, and they have won. They've, they've already won the power. And so we can either meet them on equal footing and equal ground, or we're basically going to be sitting here, you know, from the outside looking in. As my, my bride happens to be a survivor of the Viet Cong. And uh, her father was in prison for two years by the, by the VC after the fall of Saigon in 1975. There is no swing back. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I'm, I'm with you. I understand we're, what you mean. I don't think the swing back. My turn. My turn. My turn. My turn. My turn. I don't think the swing back is going to happen within the existing system necessarily. If you keep in mind what happened with the Nazis is the Weimar Republic collapsed and a totally new government was established. So when I'm talking about a swing back, I'm talking about a cultural swing back, not a political dynamic change within the infrastructure of our current political system, not with like Congress becoming 75% MAGA Republican and the White House never going leftist again. No, no, what's going to happen is when our money collapses, there's still going to be 350 million people here and no one's going to be able to to blame the MAGA Republicans because Trump hasn't been in office for four years. We're all in prison. The only people at the helm have been leftists. So when everything falls apart and one in three Americans is unemployed looking for work and our money can't buy anything, it's not going to be a swing back within our current form of government. It's going to be a new government, in my opinion. So I appreciate your call, and I think that everything you said was very reasonable, and I think that you could be right, but I disagree. Next, let's hear from Tin Man in Texas. Tin Man, what's on your mind? What's up, Chase? What's up, buddy? Uh, well, uh, what I, I've been noticing, you know, all those politicians that do all the horrible things, you know, people just ask for them to step down. Mm-hmm. What happened to treason? And, and then um, I have another idea, too, about, you know, we have this wide open border and we need to build a border wall. What if we built the border wall out of all these people that are doing treason and crimes against humanity? You know, we had like little three foot by three foot cages and then we just stack them up. <laughs> but, but, but that's not, that's not all. That's not all. Cause we also have this national debt. We have this national debt. It's, yeah. it's $33 trillion. So this, this border wall full of, full of, uh, of, of, criminals you know that want to do crimes against humanity they're all going to be there we could charge people to come spit on them and stuff like like the stocks you know i mean well i i'm just i'm I'm being really logical here we have to fund world war three so i mean we need to start making some money how much would you pay I, I'm I'm thinking right off the bat a hundred dollars yeah and we could put them like 25 miles apart so you got to go, you know, you got to travel the border. It, it would bring, it would actually, you know, stimulate the border too. you know, hospitality. Yeah. And there, and there would be like, there would, would be like rest stops with like, you know, things like the world's largest ball of yarn, you know, like in between on your way to Pelosi, on your way to Pelosi, you could stop and see the largest Superman statue in the world. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it's, we have to we have to think of I mean, this is what America's about. We have to think outside the box. Right. We don't give up. We don't give up. We're not going to we're not going to just lay down and cuck over. We're going to do our time like Owen's doing his time. We're going to get out and we're going to we're going to build some cages and probably go get some people to put in them. Wow, man. Well, thank you so much for your call. I always appreciate hearing from you, Tim, man. Really quick, you know what? I don't think we have enough time for a call in this segment. I'm going to take a couple more of these calls in the next segment as we only have about a minute left. Uh, but I see a couple of calls here on the board with some topics that I'm really interested in talking about, so I'm excited about that. Make sure if you haven't called in, you can call in 877-789-2539. But now more than ever, it's important that if you can... Go to InfoWarsStore.com and invest in the InfoWar. We need your help. We're coming up on the end of the year, the last couple months of the year. And this is a critical time for businesses all over the country. It's a really critical time for us here at InfoWars. So we're reaching out and calling on you to invest in the InfoWar as well as in yourself by purchasing one of our many great products at InfoWarsStore.com. I recommend BrainForce Plus, which is now 60% off. We do have some new deals coming today. It looks like a DNA Force Plus is 50% off, 25% off Vitamin Mineral Fusion as well, which is one of the best products in the store. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com today. Be the reason that we're still on the air. Be the reason we're still going to be on the air for years to come. Last year, we put this book out, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. We are taking calls the rest of this hour. Two great guests in the next hour. Right out of the gates, I want to hear from Ariel in Oregon. Ariel, what's on your mind this morning? Well, um, I've been looking at how people classify things, Mm -hmm. and in order to, like, sort of create a binary logic system. And so I have, I've written some notes here, um, looking at people in terms of how we relate to other people or how we relate to our sense of God or, or, or beyond the self. Um, I'm seeing that there's the rational side of things, mm-hmm. 
which is logical. Um, it has to do with um, agreements between people and consequences if those agreements are not met or cause and effect in the world that can be observable. There's the emotional, which has a component to do with like a, the hormonal bodily system of the person. You know, endocrine disruptors can affect that. Or there's like the nervous system and, you know, like the um, different parts of the body health. So that also has to do with how people bond. So people's physical health and their bonding is, I believe, interrelated because that has to do with the physical, biological body. So people do get oxytocin from a sense of community like that. You get bonding chemicals released in your body, even without physical touch. Mm -hmm. So there's like when people have like a tribal sense of, of connectedness or when they see themselves positioned in conjunction with others, then it can have a bonding effect on their biological body. And then there's also the intuitive, um, which is like the subconscious. It's all of this. You've taken in all of this information throughout your life, through sensory perception, through the mind, um, through the intuitive um, collective unconscious. And that is like the extrasensory perception that kind of starts, you know, maybe you understand that there's more than meets the eye. And I think that the, the spirituality, that's, plays into the intuitive experience because the mm -hmm. spiritual is outside of yourself. This has been my experience. I've found that there is, we are in an interdimensional reality and there are literal beings. They have their own minds. They have their own intentions, but they have a different type of body than we have. So they're like, I don't know exactly what it means. I don't know how to make it rational, but my understanding is there is a spiritual world and every culture is aware of it. Now, in my personal spiritual journey, I understand that Jesus Christ is a protector of humanity from malevolent spirits. So I understand that when a person, the reason we pray for our enemy is because what is causing them to have this toxic, I know that's not everyone likes that word, but this, like, literal toxins in their body, literal toxins in their bonding with others, these toxins might have a spiritual component. So, like, for example, like, I consider a malevolent spirit possessing someone, which I've witnessed, um, I consider that to be like a parasite. So if you've ever had a pet that has parasites in its body, you know it needs a dewormer. You know that if a person has a weakened immune system, they need to have black walnut or some kind of dewormer like ivermectin because it boosts the immune system, and that is why it's effective. Mm -hmm. So spiritual warfare is like that. You, The reason you pray is because you're, inter, you're connecting with literal beings. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and those beings are capable of dealing with these, like, spiritual parasites. So 
What I'm suggesting is this. I think that, you know, we've got our sense of self-connecting with community and our sense of self-connecting with God. And um, I think it's more important to submit to God's will than to the community's will. Well, I 100% agree with that. That's that's an outstanding point. And I also agree with the idea that there are interdimensional beings that are co-located with us here on Earth and that there is a war on for your mind. It's not just a war between different states and propaganda facets and different tribes here, but it's a spiritual war for your mind as well. And what we do here in this physical plane has an impact on both wars. And so when you're fighting the info war, it's not only a fight for your country, but for your faith. What do you think? Well, I agree with you completely. I think that if we didn't have the rational, the rational is a response to the intuitive. Mm -hmm. It's also, we have to create form. That's why a renaissance happens when, um, when after plagues, classically, there's a renaissance because people go back to trying to, they have so much introverted time. They want to understand things. They want to investigate. They become thinkers. There's like a lot of, community-based activities around um, trying to have a deeper understanding as opposed to going to dark ages where people are, like, just only emotional and only connecting on irrational uh, basis. So I think that hyper-rationalization can go too far. You know, I think that if you're too rational, then you're not realizing you're dealing with emotional people. And so that's why I think it's so important to submit to God. And I would also like to make a quick plug because um, I was in a vehicle accident and um, I have had a lot of problems with my cognition and brain fatigue, but I ordered the trifecta and um, also the brain force ultra. Um, I've been taking those and the reduction of inflammation in my body has really uh, given me a lot of advantages because when your body, like if you have any kind of a brain injury, whether it's from, you know, if a person, not in my case, but if a person has drug, uh, has had drug addiction and they're trying to detox and heal, well, their nervous system might get all jacked up from that. Mm -hmm. So to calm your nerves and to calm your cells down, um, the body's really helps me um, I'm not sure what the other things are doing, but the nootropics have been like brain steroids. I'm mm-hmm. so clear-headed. I'm also taking the nitric boost, full disclosure, so I do have that advantage as well. But I just feel like very grateful these products are available and that they're so affordable because um, in my experience, when I go and try to get these things at this, because I've been taking supplements for three years since the car accident. And so it's so expensive. So this is actually a lot less expensive, and the ingredients are really high quality. I will totally vouch for that. Yeah, we were looking on Amazon the other day. There are some people that have bought a substantial number of our products, and they resell them for a markup on Amazon. And we're saying, I pity the the poor fool who who pays this much for our product when they could just go to InfoWarsStore.com and get it for 60% off or 40% off. Well, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. I really enjoyed all of your input, and I hope that your recovery from your car accident three years ago continues and that you're um, you're feeling good and able to get back at it and just put it behind you. I really appreciate your call, and stay safe out there. In the meantime, guys, visit 
Infowars, excuse me, Infowars Store Plus, excuse Infowarsstore.com. I need to take some Brainforce Plus this morning and get 60% off Brainforce Ultra. It looks like some of the new promos have populated. We've got Down and Out at 40% off, Vitamin Mineral Fusion at 40% off, and a couple other supplements I see up here on the screen. Some new store promos are up, but I highly recommend Brainforce Ultra and all of our products at Infowarsstore.com. Some of the products you have to take for a couple of weeks before you start seeing the positive effects manifest. Others you can feel right away, like when we have TurboForce in stock or with BrainForce. I notice a difference in my state of mind within 20 minutes of taking a BrainForce. Even talking about it today has me excited to go find some and take some during this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason we're still on the air, folks. We'll be right back. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point-blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. We have been taking calls at 877-789-2539. got one more segment of this hour, and in the next hour, we have two great guests, which I'm looking forward to speaking with, one for 30 minutes each. Let's hear from Jennifer in Georgia. Jennifer, what's on your mind this morning? Hey, Chase. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. Um... Well, I kind of wanted to piggyback on one of the things that a couple of callers back said about cannabinoids and, Mm -hmm. you know, the effects that it might have, the positive effects that it might have. Um, He said he was a Christian and he didn't want to sound like a heretic for promoting something like that. 
But uh, honestly, I kind of find it more troubling that a lot of Christians who are, you know, organically suffering with things like anxiety or depression mm-hmm. are more um, in favor of taking things like antidepressants and stuff uh, than they are, you know, they, they look at cannabinoids as like they're bad when truthfully God gave those to us to use for a good purpose, but people like have a tendency of abusing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if you actually look at the root words for the word pharmacy, it actually means in Greek black magic. So make of that what you will. Can we um, look that up, guys? Is and, that true? Yeah. Wow. Cause I, thought, I thought pharmacos <laughs> was the sacrifice of children. So pharmacy. Huh. And interesting. Interesting. I'm, that, thank you for sharing that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I, I think that, you know, I think that a lot of people who treat their anxiety and depression with anything are actually missing the point. Like, I, I understand this argument, whether or not there's chemical imbalance in the brain, whatever. Or if you have like a head in- injury and you suffer from depression, then I understand. But, but it seems to me that oftentimes when we're anxious or have anxiety about something, that's actually our mind or our body telling us that we need to deal with a problem. And I feel like if we're just giving people medication that sort of turns off the fire alarm, they're not going to know when the house is burning down, so to speak. You know what I mean? Well, I know like Matt Walsh. I love Matt Walsh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Me too. But he makes a really good point of, yeah, he makes a good point of, you know, it's the human condition. And so by giving somebody something like antidepressants or like anti-anxiety uh, meds, you know, you're what you're doing is you're suppressing the emotions that someone should learn how to be able to navigate life like with, you know, instead mm-hmm. of trying to suppress that, I think the long, like it causes more like long-term issues yeah, when kids. you deal with real world problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you come dependent on them too. A lot of times these people who get off of them for just a day, they go crazier without it than they do if they've, you know, if they've never had it in the first place. But, um, I was actually going to ask you um, a different question. I just kind of wanted to throw that in there. But, um, yeah, so, okay, if we happen to break out into a World War III, which that that looks like it could very much happen, um, what does that mean for the, I guess, men, and I guess at this point, supposed women (laughs) that they're trying to talk about maybe drafting later on, when they're... Allowing all these immigrants to pour in anyway. I mean, wouldn't they want them to go fight? What? Like, I don't understand. Are they trying to like get rid of us before they bring more immigrants in, and then have the immigrants fight on their behalf, or do they want the Americans to fight on their behalf? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but it's an interesting thing that you mentioned, and I think there 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 was a a path to citizenship during the civil war. I don't know the details of this. I can't remember. Correct me if I'm wrong guys, but I believe there was a path to citizenship during the civil war where if you fought for the union that you got your citizenship right off the, basically right off the boat or at the end of the war was guaranteed to you. And so, you know, it would make sense to me. (laughs) Who knows? But maybe they're bringing in all these military aged, immigrants not because they want to import sleeper cells into the united states but because they want to say hey look we'll give you citizenship if you go fight for world war three and we'll just maybe we'll just send them overseas to die for us and maybe maybe that's what's really going on maybe the government the establishment the political class the deep state doesn't really care about 
importing all these immigrants in the United States for the sake of, uh, you know, sort of screwing this replacement migration theory. Maybe they're just immigrating them because they know they're, they're going to have to draft them and they're just going to send them to the meat grinder overseas. It's a great question, Jennifer. Interesting, interesting thoughts. Next up, let's hear from Skyler in California. What's up? Yeah, dude, this, okay, man, I just started listening to InfoWars and dude, this, it, it, like, I listen to you guys all freaking day because, like, <clears throat> I had to turn off all the mainstream media after this Israeli war, even, you know, Newsmax, which claims to be, like, conservative and Christian and battling against fake news, dude, this has revealed how compartmentalized and how narrow-minded everyone's views have become mm-hmm. on, like, just viewing things like they're literally saying on Newsmax, conservative Christians are like, we don't care that Palestinians are dying. We don't care because they, uh, Israel got attacked, which they let happen, which, mm-hmm. you know, they have one of the most, you know, secure borders ever. And this just happened, which they let it happen so that they can draw on nine 11, which we let happen, which is ironic that they do that, which we used to go into Iraq, which had nothing to do with anyone that was involved in nine 11. It's like, what, like what, and the irony is the only weapons of mass destruction that were in Iraq, which people say there weren't, there were, we sold the Saddam during the Iran-Iraq war. So, like, we... Sorry, uh, bud. Deception. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. It happens. We just got to watch it on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, we do live yeah, in a cycle of deception. And just more on your point, the weapons that wound up in Iraq, it reminds me of the weapons that have wound up in Hamas. I mean, why is it that they have American-made M4s in a lot of the imagery that we see of the radical Palestinians celebrating after the terrorist attack on October 7th? We left a lot of this equipment behind in Afghanistan, so either the Taliban's giving it to them or selling it to them, or Iran is purchasing it and sending it over there. And it seems to me likely that Iran purchased and organized this whole attack and got Hamas to do it because the other nations in the region who hate Israel also despise the Palestinians. Remember, they refer to them as dogs in their own language. And it would make sense that these other nations in the region, the likes of Iran and other radical Islamic nations, would want to train and fund the dogs that they despise to go into the meat grinder against their enemies. It's like a win-win. It's basically like what we're doing through Ukraine. We fund Ukraine to fight Russia because Russia's our enemy. Iran funds Hamas to fight Israel because Israel's their enemy. It doesn't mean that we care about Ukraine. It doesn't mean that Iran cares about Hamas either. It's political convenience that we're seeing at its peak. Next, let's hear from Jesse in Maine. Jesse, how are you? I'm doing good, Chase. Uh, you're doing a great job. Thank you. What's on your mind? Um, yeah, so so I got Alex's book on the way. Uh, I know for a fact, you know, this agenda against the American people is very real. Um, in 2018, I'm a combat veteran. In 2018, I went to the VA and was given an experimental medication for hepatitis C. And I started experiencing um, some very surreal things, like demonic voices, things of that nature. Were you able to beat the hepatitis, and, though? And was it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they say, you know, they say I did. But, um, no, it wasn't worth it. Uh, the things that I was forced to go through were were, were really bad. 
Um, I'm sorry that you had to experience that. Forgive me, I'm a little bit nervous. But no, it's okay. Don't be nervous. Yeah, no You're, cool. You're among friends, dude. Don't worry about it. Absolutely. So uh, I started doing a bunch of research because I was seeing things, hearing things. It was pretty extreme. And uh, I, you know, it's how I ended up listening to InfoWars and other, uh, other shows like yours. But um, I, I came across the transhumanist agenda and all these things that they're doing to people mm-hmm. all around the world. Um, what was I going to say here? Um, so this, this shooting in Lewiston, Maine last night, yeah. Um, I, I had told my family, I said, watch, he's going to end up being a veteran and he's going he's gonna to complain about hearing voices. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So I just wanted to put uh, that out there for a lot of people that don't know they some, are connecting people. You think it's some NK people. Ultra crap going on? That's exactly what I think it is. And I know for certain, I mean, I lived through it. Uh, I never allowed it to... Now, when they you know, gave you this drug, you know, I never like, it was to, it a secret that they gave you this drug, or did they just you know say, "Hey, do you want to sign this form and take this experimental thing?" Or were, were you supposed to keep it? Yeah, confident, yeah, basically that's it. No, no, I, I, no. They 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 just told me it was safe and effective. This was one year prior to COVID nineteen, and again, you know, after watching COVID rollout mm-hmm. and January six rollout, it, it basically my you know the veil was lifted for me, and I just started seeing all of it. You yeah, know, did you overcome Here, I got the voices and stuff that you were hearing? Did you overcome that, man? Are you doing better? Uh, I don't let it bother me. It, it, I mean, it had nothing to do with me. It, you know, that's yeah. the thing that I, I came to realize. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when it first happened, I thought it was spiritual. Yeah. You know? Well, God bless you, Jesse. So, we got to cut to break. I do appreciate your call, and I wish the best for you and yours, man. Make sure you guys visit InfoWarsStore.com. Great guests in the next hour here on The American Journal. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we got... 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. 